the following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Uh, hi, uh, Radio Land, Internet Land, uh, world at large. I think we have a few probably extra people tuning in today. Um, I, you know, I usually try to start with some kind of funny song or something light. I actually had uh, the whole show planned, and then it got sort of... Uh, knocked off its axis a few hours ago. Um, so, so let me share with you um, a, a story. Yeah, I've got a lot to say today. So about, God, it must have been about eight years ago already, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I don't know. Time is, as my friend Bill Moomy says, time is a strange river or something like that. And that it is. Um. But some years ago, I had, or many years ago, actually, I had applied for a job that was posted. Um, it was a, the program director position at KPFK in Los Angeles. KPFK, for those who are not familiar, is the Pacifica-owned station in LA. It's got, at 90.7 FM, it's got the largest, most powerful signal west of the Mississippi, valuable property. And they've squandered it. Um, it is a, a left-leaning, uh, no, that's actually wrong. It is a very ultra-left uh, positioned public radio station. It's one of the reasons I was a fan, because I've always um, counted myself in that camp. Uh, but I guess I no longer am, because I break with my left brethren or sisterhood or however I'm supposed to put it, um, on the subject of this war, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's go back. So some years ago, I had applied for this job, and I never heard anything. And I thought, oh, well, okay, whatever. Uh, no big, no harm, no foul. Uh, believe me, it happens a lot these days because, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. And um, too many places don't want to hear from someone who's a little bit older, who has more experience. But again, I digress. So I had applied for this position, never heard anything, forgot about it. One day I get a letter from the KPFK uh, PD search committee. Seriously? And um, they tell me that I'm, you know, I'm in consideration for the job of program director at KPFK. Actually, this was a while ago because I remember um, Randy Rhodes was still doing her show for Pacifica, for Pacifica, for Premier Radio. Um, and I was her primary guest host. Um, I actually have a lovely letter of recommendation for once that show went off the air that uh, I'm going to pull up and share with you uh, at some point during the show today. Um, it's hard to talk and, you know, find a, a file at the same time, but I can do it because, you know, I'm the queen of multitasking. So I'll do this in the background while I'm talking. Anyway, deep breath, Nicole. 
So, um, I flew out to LA. I met with them. I, I was like a finalist for the job, which first of all, for a Los Angeles area <laughs> radio station program director job, the salary they offered was insulting. And I actually got them to bring it up $5,000 a year and even pay some moving expenses, but still not able to live in LA on the money they offered. But that wasn't ultimately why I turned it down. The reason I said thanks, but no thanks is they happened to have a local station board meeting that night in Culver City. And I thought I should just go and check it out and see what happens. See, see how, how, how this machine works. And what I saw was the most dysfunctional group of self-important assholes assembled in one place. And I sat there in amazement and I thought, I can't, I can't, I can't can't do this. Um, And I'd heard of the stories of infighting and politics, not, not electoral politics, but station politics. Now, KPFK is one of a handful of O&Os, owned and operated stations by Pacifica. Pacifica Radio, I believe, is uh, the oldest um, uh, radio broadcasting group in the nation, but I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. I would have done my homework before Friday's show because I had planned on a whole uh, segment to deal with Pacifica's storied past. It wasn't going to be as critical as this one will be. But, you know, here we are. Um, uh, and again, I digress. I can't help myself. Uh, so anyway, long story short, sort of, I turned down the job. I said, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, not doing that. I knew it was a suicide mission. I knew that it was uh, to use a non-FCC friendly term, a clusterfuck. Now, here's the thing. This show is on the internet, right? It's an internet only show. No FCC uh, rules govern anything I say or do. And I have no boss. It's me. I answer to no one but me and you guys, the listeners. And many of you have been with me for many years. Because I've been doing this for a long, long time. Now, Hold on. I got to, I got to bring this up. Let me see if I can find this just so, 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 um, so, you know, oh, here it is. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, cut a few years later, about maybe a year ago or so I get a, um, an email from the woman, from a woman who is in program. I think KPFK still didn't have a program director. See what I meant? And they, um, uh, but this woman was like working on programming and she's like, we need you to do a show here. And I've said, okay, well, let's, let's talk. And um, so bottom line is she wanted me to do a show. She was a big fan from back in the Mark and Brian days. And she listens to what I do now. And she said, I think you'd be perfect for the station. And so we were working towards um, me doing a show for them. And then I get a message from her saying, everything's in flux right now. We don't know what's going on, but I can't put any new shows on the air. And I said, okay, well, whatever. We hadn't finalized anything. There was no official offer, no harm, no foul. I get it. 
Pacifica is kind of a, again, to use that term, clusterfuck. So, you know, I didn't think twice about it. By the way, I have been on KPFK dozens of times over the last 10 years or so because my very close friend, Brad Friedman, has a show on KPFK Mondays at, I think, 3 Pacific, um, the broadcast. I, I filled in for Brad. I was his guest host numerous, numerous times. And um, as far as I could tell, they never had a problem, a complaint. There was never anything wrong. People enjoyed my show. I would get emails um, from people telling me they heard me on the broadcast and then they started listening to my show here and um, were surprised I didn't have, you know, a, a show over the air these days. Um, and I say, what can I tell you? Uh, radio, <laughs> the industry went through a lot of changes and, and not necessarily for the better. Um, so actually I stopped um, guest hosting Brad's show um, a couple of years ago, because frankly, when Trump was elected president, I wasn't having an easy time dealing with it. And uh, for my own mental health, I needed to cut back on the work. Deep breath. So that happened. We've now moved to Arizona. I'm in a bit of a better place, or I am usually. And and this person who's now the interim program director at KPFK, I can say her name. Her name is Marlena Bond, reached out again and said, we want you to do a show. The show we talked about, we're ready. We want you on it Fridays at five o'clock. And, um, uh, great. And I reiterated to her that, um, I know the difference between an over the air broadcast and a, an internet radio show. I know how to protect a license. I've been doing this for over 40 years. I started in radio before my mother died. It was 1979. January of 1979, I started on the air at WUSF in Tampa, the radio station of the University of South Florida. I have a degree in broadcast programming and production. I have been on the air for over 40 years. And over the air, I one time uttered the word shit. And I'll tell you exactly when it happened. I was, um, I was Mark and Brian's producer at KLOS. We were the number one morning show in Los Angeles. I was there with them for four years before I left to help go sign on a new radio station in LA, uh, KSCA, FM 101.9, best radio station I ever worked at. And so, um, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, again, I, I digress. So Marlena says, okay, we want you to do a show, but you got to be careful. I listened to your other show and I know I'm like, no worries. I, I look, I get it. I've been on your air many, many times. I've never cursed. Oh, so I was telling you about when I said shit. So I was producing Mark and Brian and, um, the, uh, they were on vacation and I used to, I used to, um, um, edit together best of shows from the week and I would host them. 
So they had a lot of vacation time. I had two weeks. So when they were on vacation, I would host best dubs or I would host guest hosts in the studio. One day, um, I, I'm guest host. I'm, I'm hosting with a best of show and I come in, in between, you know, I, I introduce segments and then I'd go to breaks and run commercials. And I get a phone call, the hotline in the studio rings and it's Michael McKeon. Remember Michael McKeon? He was in Breaking Bad, uh, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, he was the brother. Um, he of course was, uh, Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy fame, but most notably he's best known to people with my sense of humor as David St. Hubbins, the singer, lead singer and guitar player for Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap, along with, uh, Derek Smalls, Harry Shearer and, um, Christopher Guest and I'm, uh, Nigel Hupnell, I think I'm drawing a blank. It's been a while since I, since I, uh, watched this is Spinal Tap, but if you need a laugh, it's a great movie to watch anyway. So they call in on the hotline. It was, I think it was just Michael, but Harry Shearer might've been with him. Again, this is a while ago. It's like 35 years ago. And they start, David, Michael, David St. Hubbins starts talking to me in character. And I just said, hold on a minute. This is too good. I'm going into a break in a moment. I'm going to put you on the air. They were promoting some kind of charity event that they were involved in. And so I punch in the call. Now, mind you, I'm running a best of show. So I did not have the delay on. Radio stations have a seven second delay. So if someone says, fuck, um, you can hit the, the button and it will basically cut out anything that runs in the next seven seconds on this delay and catches you up to real time. And then you've got a, you've got a vamp until the delay catches up again and it's operating before you can take another call. So, um, uh, I'm talking to them now. This was shortly after, uh, Howard Stern hit the air in Los Angeles. We were number one, honestly, never, ever listened to Howard Stern. We didn't talk about him. We didn't acknowledge him on the air, off the air. We didn't talk about him. We didn't acknowledge him. We didn't listen to him. We did our own show, but Howard Stern does what Howard Stern does did back then. And he would target the number one morning show in the city that he's now invading uh, with his radio show and, and go after them. And Mark and Brian were beloved by the Los Angelinos. I mean, they, the, the, people loved them. They were overgrown kids. We didn't do the kind of radio Howard Stern did. They were impetuous, overgrown little boys. And we would do silly things like steal a steal a Bob's big boy statue from the restaurant on La Cienega, just down the street from the radio station and transform him into Elvis Presley. Because after all, Bob's big boy looked like Elvis Presley. And then we'd go and put him on top of the Capitol records building. Cause don't, you know, Elvis always wanted to be on Capitol records, things like that. We dressed him as evil Knievel. He became the evil kebab. And we did a remote broadcast from Las Vegas and catapulted him over the fountains. Uh, the 30th anniversary of that broadcast was on Sunday. Uh, a listener had sent me video of it that I, uh, raw video that I edited somewhat and I posted it and I reposted it again on Sunday to mark the anniversary. 
Silly fun was what we did. Got it? So Mark and Brian had just come on the, uh, uh, Howard Stern had just come on the air. Mark and Brian were doing their ill-fated TV show, The Adventures of Mark and Brian, uh, which was the beginning of the end. Uh, for a lot of things. Uh, anyway, so so uh, the phone rings, the hotline rings. It's David St. Hubbins in character, Michael McKeon. I'm say, promoting this charity thing. And I said, hold on, I'm going to put you on the air. This is too good to waste. And so I put him on the air and I'm like, hello. And, and he gets into character and he's doing his whole thing and promotes the thing. And then says in his British accent in character is David St. Hubbins. Michael McKeon says to me, I have a great idea for a, an, uh, an adventure for Mark and Brian. And I said, really, what is that? And he said, they should do the Howard Stern show. And I went for the delay button and I saw it wasn't, it wasn't engaged. It wasn't on because I was running a best of, no one was going to curse. And so I said, okay, thanks for the call. 95.5 KLOS. And I hit the commercial. What I didn't do, I was shaking at this point, pull down the pot with the phone, didn't pull down my microphone, hit the commercial. And I went, shit. And then the door to the studio opens and a switchboard are going, your mic is on, your mic is on. I'm like, great. Well, my general manager came in a few minutes later and he said, at least you didn't say fuck. That's the one and only time I ever cursed on the air. I've been doing this for over 40 years. Let's see if I can open this. Um, if I can find uh, this letter of recommendation. Let's see if it will come up this way. Okay, here we go. Um, if it'll open, it wouldn't open on the other computer. Come on. I'm going to read to you uh, a letter of recommendation um, written by the... Uh, program director and executive producer of the Randy Rhodes show at the premier radio network. It says to whom it may concern. This is dated February 18th, 2013 as the program director and executive producer for the nationally syndicated radio program, the Randy Rhodes show. I've come to know trust and rely upon Nicole Sandler over the last three years. And it is my pleasure to recommend her for employment. Nicole Sandler is my primary substitute talk show host, a position highly sought after by dozens of other radio professionals. However, in my 20 plus years in broadcasting, no other guest host has demonstrated Miss Sandler's ability to consistently deliver quality work, even when given very little notice or when there is limited support personnel available. I've also been impressed by Nicole Sandler's poise and temperament when interacting with others. As a substitute host, she has no control over the makeup of the team she must work with during any given program. Even so, Ms. Sandler manages not only to make excellent use of the contributions of others, she also takes the lead in easing the staff anxieties that are inherent to program hosting changes. Perhaps most importantly, I can count on Nicole Sandler's judgment and professional ethics, no matter how sensitive the subject matter being discussed. I know my program's relationship with listeners, affiliate stations, and corporate sponsors will not be jeopardized when Ms. Sandler is on the air. Moreover, if a potential problem does arise, I know Ms. Sandler will always seek out guidance before ever 
taking an unnecessary risk, an absolute must in the high-pressure, fast-paced world of live talk radio. Please feel free to contact me directly with any questions concerning this recommendation. Sincerely, John Manzo. There's no question of my professionalism or work ethic or integrity until now. So this morning, um, oh, so I let me back up a little bit. So last week, last week, uh, I'm, I'm kind of heated over this whole is, Israel um, uh, Hamas thing. And I have a different point of view than many of my colleagues. Is it militant? No. As I've explained and did um, and have over the last month since October 7th, so, a switch flipped in my brain when I learned of the, what happened on, on October 7th, not September, October 7th of this year, of Hamas terrorists crossing the border into Israel and committing atrocities like I never uh, imagined on innocent civilians in Israel. From a music concert, a rave at 6.30 in the morning, where they just massacred hundreds of kids. And those they didn't kill, many of them they kidnapped. Then they went to, um, there, are, there are bomb shelters scattered throughout the Israeli countryside because, and this is a, a, something that, that a lot of people don't, um, don't, uh, well, let me put it, a different way, that the corporate American media doesn't report of. There are rockets going nonstop from Gaza into Israel, fired by Hamas and other terrorist groups. Most of them are intercepted by the Iron Dome. Some of them get through. So every house in Israel has a safe room, a shelter, a reinforced room where they go when they hear the air raid sirens. They went into those roadside shelters and threw live grenades in where there were upwards of 20 or 30 people taking shelter in one of these rooms to escape the terror attacks they heard were going on around them. They threw live grenades in them, dozens of them, and the people that weren't killed by the grenades that were maimed were either then killed or kidnapped and are some of the hostages, the 240 or so hostages that are still being held. My stance is number one, as I've said for years and years and years, Benjamin Netanyahu is a war criminal He's also a criminal criminal with multiple criminal indictments against him. He's just like Trump. He is Israel's Trump and his Likud party are the maggots. They're just as bad as I, do, as I denounced Trump and his gang of miscreants, of war criminals, of insurrectionists and worse. I do and I still do about those in charge in Israel. 
It's a travesty. They should not be. And most of the people in Israel, as far as I know, do not support him. They want him out. They're marching. They've marched in Israel for months, long before October 7th, saying, get this guy out of here. And yes, he's also a fascist. I have no um, respect for or uh, admiration for, I have nothing but contempt for Netanyahu. He needs to go. Just like Trump needs to go. Cannot get back in office here. But I also, as I said, believe that Israel has a right to exist and a right to defend itself. And I also believe that those hostages ranging in age from, well, nine months old when she she or he was kidnapped, now 10 months old, a baby and other babies, toddlers who are being held hostage in those tunnels. And yes, they are under hospitals and they are under schools and they are under apartment complexes in places where civilians live because that's how Hamas rolls. Human shields. Don't tell me they're not real. It's what they do every day and they don't give a shit about human life. Their leadership has said time and again, we do 10-7 over and over and over and over again because our goal is to eviscerate the Jews, to wipe Israel off the map. That's what from the river to the sea means to Hamas. And that, if it was a peaceful slogan before that, they have appropriated it and taken ownership of it. And it means kill all the Jews. Again, before October 10th, I, you know, I was an atheist Jew. I, I have no, I still have no use for organized religion. That's what is the cause of these damn wars to begin with. But I've been voicing my opinion and I believe that the hostages must be released. Hamas must be eliminated. Otherwise, this shit's going to keep happening again and again and again. And as for the calls for ceasefire, it doesn't work if it's only one side holding its fire. Hamas has already said they'll do 10-7 over and over again. If you give them an opening, they're going to do it again. Now, do I want to see dead babies? Hell no. And again, Netanyahu is reprehensible. But those hostages need to be released. And you can't, what's the old saying? You can't negotiate with terrorists. Who are you going to negotiate with? And you're going to trust them? So I've voiced my opinion over the past month, sometimes with a high level of emotion. After all, I'm on the internet. This is my own little corner of the internet. I've got a, 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 a really sad, low number of people right now in the YouTube, uh, watching YouTube. The numbers have gone down precipitously since I've made my position known. And I'm not the only one I hear. I hear others who have a similar position as I do have also lost listeners and yes, lost financial support. I've lost both a lot at a time when I can't afford to lose it. But I keep going because I can only be my own authentic self. And I'm not going to lie to you. So last week, our chat room was infiltrated by a few trolls. One of them was a woman named Mila. 
who I'd never seen in the chat room before. And she was stirring shit up. Um, and she kept it up and I called her out. I called her out because that's what I do. I talk to people in the chat room all the time. I look at the chat room and if someone's, and, and people who've been listening to the show for a while, if you say something stupid, I call you out. And some of you guys will attest to that. Some of them left. And you know what? This show is listener supported. The ones who leave, the ones who call out shit are the ones who don't support the show anyway. So good riddance. I don't need you. So Myla is in the chat room for a couple of days. <clears throat> one of those days was a very emotional day for me. I, I, I was, as one of the listeners commented, raw. And I do have some raw days. And that was one. And I called Myla out. Okay. The week goes on, the weekends, the weekends here. Um, and, and I get an email on... Friday, I think it was, from Marlena, the interim program director, who says, you have time for a phone call so we can, you know, talk about the show. Uh, this house, house Sunday at 10. So that's fine. Call anytime. And on this call is not only uh, uh, Marlena, but the interim general manager, Michael Novick. You might want to write his name down, Michael Novick. And he's very concerned because, you know, again, it's a, it's a Pacifica station and they have these local boards. And I told you going to a local station board meeting in Culver city, when I was deciding whether or not to take the job as program director of KPFK, I, I saw the dysfunction there and I, and, and, and an alarm went off in my head. It's, this is not going to be good. Well, Myla, it turns out, is a local station board member. Yeah. And um, so, so I, I get on the call with Marlena and with um, uh, uh, Michael Novick, and he starts with, I'm a little concerned. We've had some complaints. I'm like, Complaint? complaints about what? What? What are you talking about? And um, uh, he tells me that, Myla, Myla Resin, who is on the local station board, is concerned about the language I use on my show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. I'm a pro. I've been doing this for over 40 years. Uh, you know, no concern. I've, you know, I, I, I can curse on my show and I certainly know how to protect a radio station's license. I wouldn't do that. I, I, you know, I know the difference. You can trust me. And then I said something about, look, you know, the funny thing is for my first show, which was supposed to air this Friday, um, I had booked Kelly Carlin, George's daughter, because I thought I'd pay tribute to the history that is Pacifica Radio and talk about, you know, the seven dirty words, the seven dirty words you can't say on the radio, which now 45 years later, you still can't say on the radio, believe it or not. But I had a funny bit all cooked up where I could say, um, you know, the euphemisms for hold your ears if you get offended by language, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. You can't say them on the radio. But I was going to joke with Kelly and say, okay, 
defecation, urination, um, a colloquial term for sexual intercourse, um, somebody who does that with their mother, somebody who performs fellatio. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. What's how does it go? Sticks and stones may break my bone, but words can whatever. I was going to have fun with it. I know how to protect a fucking radio license. Long story short, the the call on Sunday, it sounded like they understood all was going to be good. We were all excited. I get a, uh, this morning, I'm, I'm promoting the fact that my KPFK show, sorry, begins on Friday and that Kelly Carlin's going to be my guest and I'm all excited. And um, then I go to the, and I had given them graphics that they asked for. I'd given them promos that they asked for. And I realized the promos weren't running. And there's a, a, a thing on the homepage saying about programming changes in effect this week on KPFK and I'm not in it. And so I emailed Marlena, got no answer. So I texted Marlena, got no answer. So I texted her again and then my phone rang and it was Michael Novick, the interim GM, general manager, who says, oh, um, we, 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 we're not going to go forward with it. I'm like, you're what? He said, we're not going to go forward with your show. I said, excuse me? My show that's supposed to start in two days that I've been promoting all over the place? You're not going to go? F- Why? It, Myla? No, not that. We just, you know, I've got so much on my plate. The station's in financial trouble. We're not going to be. I mean, it's one excuse after another, and it's all bullshit. It's complete and utter bullshit. It's bullshit. I believe Myla complained because she didn't like my stance on the war. And then they used the language that I use on an internet only show so that they could say they don't trust me. I'm beyond myself. (laughs) Silly Wonka in the chat room says, he's BSing you. You think? You think? So then I get, I get texts from Marlena, who's too chicken shit to call me herself. And so she's texting me. And one of the things she says is, um, she says, hold on, I got I got to pull it up. I've had a few, few text exchange today. She said, um, she said, I'm sorry, it was not Myla. Several people were really anticipating your show, including me. I'm like, what the, who then? Who could possibly give a shit? I've been gone from the Los Angeles airwaves for 20 years. Nobody knows about me. They don't know that I'm doing a show. I, I, I said, I guess I'm more anti-Semitic, uh, not anti-Semitic enough for your board uh, or something like that. And then what she said was, I got to find this because this is okay. I am genuinely sorry. She said the decision was made based on a barrage of communications we received from listeners and governance. There's nothing I can say except never change who you are. I'm here for you. And this was a very difficult decision because I have a lot of respect for you. We are often forced to make difficult decisions. And as a former manager, you know, that can be very difficult. I'm here for you and you still rock. And Marlena, to that, I say, bullshit, you're full of shit. Cut it out. Be honest. Um, you just don't like, sorry, I got to get a Kleenex that, um, 
my my stance on the war, which is that the hostages need to be released and Hamas must be eliminated because they will not negotiate in good faith because they're terrorists, doesn't jive with your very left-leaning board members. So that's where we are. So um, my guest who had been scheduled to join us today to talk about something completely different. Hey, Jason Leopold. Hey, Nicole. Wow. Wow. So here's my question. Stunning. It's stunning, right? It's 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 uh, it's preemptive censorship. It's prior oh, yeah. restraint. It's I believe yeah. they violated a whole lot of laws. Now, I wasn't going to be paid for this. So I was volunteering my time and giving them my show for free. So oh, I, this I, wasn't even a paid gig. It wasn't even a paid gig. So I can't claim wow. monetary damages, but you know what? I can claim a hit to my professional reputation and impugning my integrity and my, and my abilities as someone who's been in radio for 40 fucking years and has been wow. on their air hosting shows that they've never yeah. had a complaint about. I know they've only gotten compliments on. Um, this is, I believe, a clear-cut case of either anti-Semitism or, and or uh, censorship. And so here's my question for you, Jason. Does yeah. FOIA... Um, work with private companies as well as government because they're claiming a barrage of communications. I've asked to see this barrage of communications because I think it's bullshit. It doesn't exist. And um, do I have a case? Can I get it? Unfortunately, with with regard to I mean, they're not even private, right? I believe they're a nonprofit. They are a nonprofit. Um, so, you know, the the only thing would that would be available you know, would be uh, any kind of records from, say, the, you know, the IRS or, or you know, their 990s digging into the finances. But um, but that is pretty much it. I mean, certainly, you know, if there are I mean, I don't even know if, you know, there, there would be anything on the FCC. But, yeah, I mean, it, 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 this sounds pretty, um, pretty awful. I'm really, really sorry. I'm stunned. That, I mean, know, my- and, and it's it, it, interestingly <clears throat> one, you know, um, there's no shortage of, of, you know, public headlines around KPFK. Nope. And they're the, the, I, I'm certainly not saying anything that's, that's already not public, but the, the you know, the, the turmoil that has um, impacted that, station for years and years and years and years yep. and issues around the finances um uh all things that you know that are public i think the fact that uh you know the fact is is that people like you um who just are very passionate about what they do and others you know real willing to volunteer their time for free to yep. a station like that simply out of loyalty and something to offer the public you know there's a there's a public interest in what you're saying so and and by the way you know i do recall the times that you did fill in for brad friedman on the show um i've listened to it um so i'm really really you know uh one sorry to hear that you know, a place that is supposed to 
or, or that one would think would, is, is going to stand up for speech and for um, the public's right to know and, and, you know, a wide range of voices, whatever happened behind the scenes, but just, you know, that, that would just kind of cave like that. But knowing you for as long as I do um, and knowing how, you know, you are very outspoken, but with a purpose Mm -hmm. is um, that's, that's just, you know, it's not going to help anything, but it truly is there a loss. What would be really great, you know, and and I, and I say this not paying lip, just lip service is that, you know, the people who are your listeners here that, um, you know, it'd be nice if they, if, if, if they could step up, Mm-hmm. you know, to further, you know, support you, you know, um, <laughs> that would <truly>. be nice. <laughs> you know, seriously. Um, because that's, that, that's a loss. And, you know, I get KPFK here, you know, um, and I'll be honest with you. I've, I've known Brad for 20 years, love I Brad, I know. you know, um, and was really looking forward to hearing you on the show on Friday. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I was looking forward to doing is, it. Um, you know, that, that, that just makes me so, you know, feel so disillusioned. And, you know, this is a station that is listener supported. Yep. Right. That's and right. And they need to raise money from people. Yes, they and, do. you know, I, again, I, I'd say, you know, uh, I, I know that, you know, the best place to kind of channel that is is right back to you directly. I, I don't see why anybody would, you know, would would, would support, you know, um, uh, a lack of you know, speech. I, I'm, it, I. I think that's, uh, you know, that's just my two cents. Thank you. I, I was hoping that, you know, I, I that's why I, I thought FOIA would be perfect. I want to see this barrage of communications they got, you know, worried about me, right? Um, because that's nonsense. That's not it at all. The interim general manager, um, Mr. Michael Novick, who, by the way, if anyone wants to call and give their input to the station, um, you can do that. The station number I will share with you in a moment. Um, uh, and apparently he's taking calls today because I've heard from a number of people who've already called. And his I, I, his word salad uh, excuse is, it makes no sense. But the number there is 818-985-2711. 818-985-2711. I also have a cell number, the number he called me at. Uh, this morning, which he has given out over the air at KPFK, which I will not put over the air. But if anybody wants it, feel free to email me, Nicole at NicoleSandler.com, and I will send it to you because he's already publicly given it out. I'm not doxing anyone. But, uh, you know, they need to hear from you. because Not that, you know, Brad, I talked to Brad this morning, and he said, yeah. well, so what's, you know, what would be the remedy um, if they said, you know, oh, wow, you're right. Um, come on back, do a show. <laughs> Would you? I'd tell them to shove it up their ass. Uh, because you can't disrespect me like that and play with me. I mean, again, they had this phone call with me on Sunday where they aired their concerns and I thought I assuaged their fears. And then two days before the show, as I'm promoting the thing all over the internet, um, they, I, they do this. I'm, I, I, I'm blown away. I'm blown mm-hmm. away. So a couple of things. Tomorrow morning at um, 7.30 Chicago time, I will be on Chicago's progressive 
a radio station, WCPT with Tori Ryder. Um, they called right before I went on the air. I said, absolutely. And I'm willing to talk to anyone and every, everyone. So if anyone wants the story, I just gave it to you. I told it in great detail for the first half hour of the show, but get in touch. I'm, I'm, I'm livid. And as yeah. I told them, you know, I've never been one to hold my tongue when I'm passionate about something and I'm passionate about this. Yes. It's 818. I am, I'm, I'm blown away. I've never been treated with such disrespect in all my years in radio. And believe me, I've been in radio. I've been treated with lots of disrespect. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, radio is like the ugly stepchild of the entertainment industry. Uh, and, and the radio world is filled with, you know, yeah. like all corporate America. Mm-hmm. But, um, this just, this just totally blew my mind. So sorry. So Jason so Leopold, sorry. thank you. So let's talk about cocaine in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Glad someone's having some fun well, somewhere, but it doesn't quite, even. Quite the segue. Yeah. So, so Jason Leopold again had another scoop, another FOIA scoop, which if you Google cocaine in yeah. the White House, by the way, you come up with every TV station, news organization, all claiming credit for breaking this story. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen uh, Jason Leopold or Bloomberg News anywhere. I did hear by FOIA request, but the, uh, some station, I don't remember which one it was, um, actually said this is an exclusive. Yeah, I think they're all saying that. I'm not sure if they all ended up filing FOIA requests. I got these documents last week, but this was just a... <clears throat> This was just a fun request. Let me just get this out of the way right right, right away. You know, has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. Nope. It has nothing to do with any kind of crazy conspiracy theory. That's throw that out the window. Don't even think about it. This is just a simply a fun request. And what happened was over the summer, um, the White House, you know, West Wing area was evacuated, mm-hmm. right? Because they the uh, there was a discovery of uh, a white powder substance right, right? we remember in, in the a, story in a, zip, right. in a ziploc bag and um you know outside uh of the white house and um uh, some of that area roads were shut down as well so for me you know my immediate thought is you know documents light bulb let me foia that as you know i'm constantly <laughs> thinking of what can i request so this was just wow, this, this sounds like something fun. Let me request a bunch of documents. And so I requested these documents over the summer. I think it was in July. So really short time frame uh, by FOIA standards. And I kind of asked for everything. I said, give me, you know, give me all the records that you have on this white substance and, and, and allegations that there was, you know, it was cocaine. It was determined that it was cocaine. Um, you know, a short time later, they they actually ended up calling in a hazmat team and um, from uh, Washington, D.C. fire. And because, again, they didn't know maybe it could have been, you know, anthrax. Maybe somebody was, you know, placing something, you know, uh, some kind of toxic substance there. So uh, so I requested these records. I got a response from Secret Service. That's who I filed the request with uh, in August, I think it was, where they said they 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 found records they couldn't give me anything uh the reason they couldn't give me anything is there was an ongoing investigation that's what the letter said but as they sent when they sent me that letter 
they had also just released a public statement saying that this investigation ended and they couldn't figure out, they, they couldn't determine one, you know, whose cocaine it was. Yeah. So as somebody who, you know, has a pile of cocaine on the cover of his book. Right. Um, News junkie, worked, by the way. Right. And also worked in the music business back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, this is sort of just fun, entertaining. So uh, I refiled the request and uh, I ended up getting last week about a more than a hundred pages of documents from the secret service. And I have to say just, you know, in in terms of FOIA and what you can pull out of a government agency, these documents were incredible. What made them incredible, what makes it incredible is one, it included pictures. So there's this just this a great picture of the, you know, uh, of the cocaine that was found, where it was found. You have this hand with a with a rubber glove. It's a black and white. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it right now. I'm going to bring it up, but keep going. You know, this, this this hand, you know, holding a, you know, a, 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 a little piece of paper that says cocaine. It's in this small <laughs> locker, kind of like when you go to a, a, a post office where you if you have a post office box and you check your mailbox, like one of those little lockers. Right. There's the Tiniest, in my opinion, um, or I shouldn't say my opinion, it is uh, the smallest amount of cocaine in this bag. Right. And by the way, as you as you can, there's you know, there's the locker that that it yeah, was found yeah. in. Right. And it's the little right. bag. But there are others. That tiny little bag there. And if you scroll, I think, down a little bit, you know, through the pages, there may be, you know, another more close-up picture. Yeah. Um, this I've got but, your, your Twitter page here. Hold on. Let me bring yeah. you back up. Uh, yeah. But if you yeah, if you go to the link that's there, which is the document cloud link, yes. like toward the right. end, you'll you'll see that. But what's what's great is that you so you have these photos right of where it was found. Um, and let me just let me, let me just interrupt myself by saying that this is, as you could imagine, red meat <laughs> for the you know for for the um, uh, House Republicans oh, and yeah. right wing who who see this is is as this like it was Hunter Biden's yeah right. it's, it's, right. which is which is just very funny but for me what I thought was incredible is like the journey you know uh, and and what happened behind the scenes as this investigation unfolded so they find this they couldn't determine what it was <laughs> they somebody from FBI counter you know, or, or excuse me, FBI weapons of mass destruction unit, you know, they called that person in someone else determined that it was cocaine, but they still had to test it. So they sent it out to Quantico to test it. And it was cut. You know, <laughs> it was cut heavily. And it was cut with baking soda, powder, baking powder, baking, or baking soda. soda. You know, which um, which any lab results are no self-respecting drug addict would put baking soda in the cocaine. Right. They, they, if I remember correctly from those days, they cut it with mannitol, uh, not baking soda. That was not a thing. So, yeah, that's or suspect. Baby powder, baby, you know, no, um, right. Not a thing. You know, so right. so so here are these records that show what happened behind the scenes. And what uh, to me, again, what was funny is that two House oversight committees, right, two, two Republican uh, House oversight committees demanded a briefing. So Secret Service has to give them a classified briefing. This is, you know, you, on the one hand, again, you can see the seriousness of it. They couldn't determine what it was. But then when they figured out what it was, just, 
you know, what these documents show in terms of how this whole investigation unfolded was that there it is. Yeah, that that <laughs> that to me is just like, God, that's just a again, as, a, so as a, a, a FOIA score, it's right. just a great FOIA score. <laughs> it's the picture you know? for those listening to an audio stream only. It's the picture of the gloved hand holding a think Mark cocaine ID swipe next to the little packet of alleged cocaine in the locker. At, and there's the, there's the ruler showing how tiny the thing was. Um, yeah, this is this is yeah. classic West Wing unknown powder. Oh, and then they right, show you there's the, a picture of the West Wing and you right. and you've got like that's the vicinity where it was found. You've got a little foyer redaction over there, the processing uh-huh. room. Oh, but but then you see this like just, you know, the 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 full report and, you know, the timeline and what happened. But, you know, a lot has happened since the summer, Nicole. But when yes. this happened, this like what I like to like call like a more innocent time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> over the summer. Yes. Um. This was this was like, you know, dominated headlines for a week. Whose is it? The, and and so they did this DNA fina- uh, analysis and fingerprint analysis on this and they still couldn't figure it out. And there's no cameras over there. So the so it's like, the, you know, it's it's this whodunit mystery. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, wait a minute. It is 2023 because this was this year and right. there are no security cameras in the area uh, where visitors come into the White House. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> okay. in that area. I mean, it's that's yeah. what it what it says. I know it's a, it's crazy, but um, so I was just overjoyed when I received these records. And you know, pulling records out of the out of government agencies is, is is these days is getting more and more difficult. Um, so just to me, reading this and you know, leaving aside everything else, just the how how fun. You know, and when I say fun, I mean, obviously they shut things down. It was serious. But just, you know, what happened behind the scenes. Heads exploding over a little white powder that that somebody can see how little it is. Oh, there's nothing there. Right. And and somebody obvious. I I, my guess, I say, obviously, it's not obvious, but my guess is that somebody, you know, threw it there and said, let's have some fun. (laughs) Let's see them run in circles. And they did. I mean, it's so crazy. But then, you know, what was described in the documents is that when you enter there, you have to put all your belongings into this this little locker, right? And right. And, and so, I'm just envisioning somebody emptying out everything in their pocket. And there's and you know, but they were obviously out. not a like a like a a a a, um, a sophisticated user if their cocaine was cut with baking soda. Right. And they left it behind they left the <laughs> because they said that Nicole. cocaine was shit. <laughs> right. So it's yeah. uh, to me, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fun read. Yes. Um, I'm sure a relief from some of the more serious issues. you well, that's, tackle. My, that's the point. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I'm, you know, I'm on the constant lookout for what, what, what kind of documents that, you know, can I ask for? Um, so this had nothing, this was not any kind of, you know, in, in my mind, anything scandalous. It was right. just what happened behind the scenes? How did this all unfold? And, you know, I mean, in a, in a more, on a, you know, on a more serious note, it just made sound, you know, odd, but I, I really like learning about what happens behind the scenes. Like how does an investigation, how, how do, do these agencies conduct an investigation? What happens, right? When, you know, if, if there's something like, 
you know, a toxic substance that they find or, you know, what are the steps that they have to take? So these documents kind of lay that all bare. So for me, as somebody who really uh, wants to, or or is constantly trying to, you know, wants to become an expert as as to the way government agencies function, this was just fascinating because it's, um, you really do get a sense of how it all, you know, unfolded, how, you know, what they have to do, what are the agencies that get involved, you know, you could see on these documents, it says, do not disseminate outside of the secret service. Um, you know, they talk about, you know, the West wing was evacuated as a result of this finding 17th street from eighth street, Northwest to New York Avenue was because of cocaine because of the cocaine, but they didn't know what it was at the second, you know, they thought white um, powder could have been anthrax could have been anything. Right. And so then you just see this, you know, this, this timeline, you know, the white, the white house watch commander requested crime scene, you know, uh, uh, crime scene and, and, and another agency to respond for a small bag containing an unknown white powdery substance. And then it's just funny because then it's a, then you can see quickly someone looked at it and said, oh, I think this is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 so, bum. She don't right. lie. She so, don't. Lie. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and they responded actually fairly quickly to get it just a few months later is unusual, isn't it? It, they did. They did respond quickly. I mean, in 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 FOIA time, yes, right? I in mean, FOIA it, it's, time. it's uh, you know, just about four months, right? So, um, so very very quickly, uh, and 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 other, you know, it appears that other you know news organizations asked for it, uh-huh. um, I guess, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was very quickly. It was very quick, and and the fact that you know, there's more than a hundred pages there, it's um, uh, it it was it was a lot, so. Yes. I hear you. Uh, Jason Leopold, I, I loved, you know, uh, your name pops up and with a news alert and, and I saw what it was. And it's like, this is That's classic. So I got to, got to get yeah. Jason back on. So, so just quickly. So a FOIA request yes. obviously applies to the government. It's, it's so that, you know, freedom of information act, you can get um, papers, uh, anything from the government because it's, it's supposed to be uh, as long as it's not classified available to us. And and it's obvious, we said it, it wouldn't work with KPFK uh, to get the record, the barrage of right. listener comments about me doing a show there. That won't work for that. But is there ever an instance when you can uh, use FOIA against a private company? Is it if it's a public? So the, trading the only company? time that you can do that, Nicole, is when if that private company is communicating with an executive branch agency oh. or or that's on the federal level or if there's something that's happening on the state or local level where there is a government agency because it's those government agencies that are subject to FOIA. So let's say, you know, the FCC um, had some kind of communication, you know, with mm-hmm. them, then you could, mm-hmm. you know, file a request with the FCC you know, uh, and, and ask them for records related to that. And the, uh, back in 2016, just as an example, when, uh, you know, when Trump was being interviewed on, on various radio stations, television stations, I mean, that's the kind of request I filed with the FCC and I asked them for copies of their complaints. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of complaints, that's where I was able to see people who reached out to the FCC to complain right. about what they were hearing on the air um, and what was being said, et cetera. Gotcha. So, okay. so that is, you know, 
the only place it applies. But um, I, I certainly understand the, uh, you know. The, I thought it was just fortuitous that you were here today. That. And it's like, oh, yeah. maybe we can get this barrage that they're talking yeah. about that yeah. doesn't exist. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's, thank you for making me laugh today. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't well, feeling in a very and, humorous and mood. It, you know, and hang in there. Um, you know, like I, I didn't, I'm not, I wasn't paying lip service to you. Oh, I know. Uh, Nicole, like, you know, you're a very important voice, you know, um, and I, and I'm personally glad that you're, that you're out there and, uh, it is truly, you know, a, a loss for our, our, our community here, Southern California, not to have, you know, not to have more people, you know, hearing, hearing you on the airwaves because you are so well read and Thank have you. such a sorry someone at know, the door such, such a great handle uh on so many different issues and provide such an important perspective Thank you you know so it's really um and the it, other thing it, is it really sucks it, to it, say <laughs> you know for for lack of any better way to describe it. I hear you. And the thing is, this was going to be a fun show. It was going to be Fridays at five, the beginning of the weekend. I know. It wasn't going to be the music that you're going to talk about as well. It was going to be music and guests and fun and news, but that it wasn't going to be, you know, me ranting on anything. That's, that's what I do here on some days, some days we silly, stupid fun. Um, yeah. So I don't need to (laughs) restate it. And honestly, like, I, I mean, I was really looking forward to that, the music. Thank you. you I know, was too, an outlet it. to play yeah. music. Because frankly, the, um, uh, you know, I can't do music here because uh, YouTube, I get, I get copyright right. violated. So I was really looking forward to having that outlet where I can bring on artists, where we can do that. You know, I can do my, my hybrid talk music show that I've been mm-hmm. wanting to do forever that, you know, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. well, I just wish they didn't lie to me about it. Yeah, I get it. And, and, and hopefully there's an, you know, another place where you can, can, you know, do that on that scale yeah. if you wanted to, but KCRW, are you listening? Yes. Yeah. That would and, be awesome. By yeah, the way. It really would. Cause they that do music. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and uh, Hey, I was going to give it to them for free. So, right. you know, right. Amazing. Just amazing. It's the last thing I thought was going to happen today, but um, I'm so sorry. It's just, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Um, Yeah. I will say one, one final note. mm -hmm. Welcome to the best coast. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be close. And yeah, you know, I was looking for a place like a a show we could meet up in like half, like in the, in the high desert area. There's nothing coming. There, uh, unless, Nothing's coming, but nothing, there, there, there may there be will some be. good stuff next year. There will be. Um, you know, Springsteen is playing out here in April. Playing here in March, and I got tickets, believe oh, it or not. No kidding, really? But th- they had nosebleed behind the stage available yeah. for face value, $75 a ticket. Oh, you got I bought it. a pair. Yeah. I bought a pair How immediately. Exactly. Right. So, you know, and you know me, I'll walk around and I'll find empty seats up for a closer, yes. but no, I, I saw him in, um, in Fort Lauderdale, uh, because my sister was able to get a pair of tickets. The, yeah. the Seminole hard rock had the show and she, huh. she's a teacher. And one of the people she teaches with her husband is one of the 
the high head honchos in the organization, the, the Seminole tribe. And oh, wow. they get tickets and they weren't going to use them. So she gave them. So we had amazing seats for free. Oh, that's amazing. So, but it, when we got out here, when they just, when they rescheduled the dates, because, you know, he's got ulcers, a peptic ulcer and took yeah. off the rest of the year. They rescheduled the date. I missed the on sale. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. And just one night when I couldn't sleep, I was like, let me just see if there's anything. And sure enough, there were tickets in the top section behind the stage and that 300 uh, for $75 a piece. That's amazing. Bought them on the spot. So yeah. at least we'll be in the room. But hey, the, I'll come out to LA and see him again too. Yeah. Well, we'll make, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. Uh, Jason, okay. thank you. I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you were scheduled to be on today because frankly, yeah, me too. it had been a tough time getting through the hour. And especially if yeah. the guest who I had booked was not you or someone that I yeah. love. So um, yeah, but well, I do. Gl- I'm glad I was there you. too. And I totally support you. Thank you. All right, honey. Okay. We will talk soon and hopefully oh. I'll see you soon too. Yes. Thank I'll you, Jason. You, Jason Take Leopold, care. everyone. Um, you're Bye-bye. the best. Bye. And and he's not a terrorist. Um, they call him the FOIA terrorist. I call him the FOIA master because Jason Leopold is the absolute best. Okay, with that, we're done. Now, question. Yeah, playing music from YouTube is um not allowed. Um, unless it's, you know, copyright safe music and, you know, I've yet to find something great that is not, uh, you know, that is copyright free anyway. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, should you care to weigh in with the good folks at KPFK, uh, once again, the general manager's name, and yes, I would appreciate it. If, if you did two things, one, what Jason said is if you're giving them money, fuck them, give me the money instead. I could use it. They don't deserve to exist. As far as I'm concerned, they censored me preemptively. That's prior restraint. If it were government, it is, but they, they, they didn't trust. They, they insulted, they impugned my integrity and my professionalism. I've been a pro for over 40 years. I've produced two Radio Hall of Fame morning shows. Jim Kerr in New York at WPLJ, Mark and Brian in Los Angeles. I've hosted my own morning shows. I've hosted Brad's show on KPFK, and I've never endangered a single license. So that excuse is frankly bullshit. That's the technical term for it. It's bullshit. Honestly, I believe that the troll who infiltrated our chat room last week, Myla, who it turns out is on the local station board of KPFK, and I understand already went to them to complain about me because she didn't like my language or my stance on the war. I believe she got her gang of creeps together and mounted a campaign to make sure they could keep me off the air. Um, by the way, Marlena, the, uh, the, the interim program director had messaged me earlier in the week. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to read it verbatim because I don't want to get accused of saying anything, uh, that I shouldn't. Um, she said, 
I've never won an argument with Myla, and I can only recommend not engaging her at all. I stay out of all station politics. It's a nowhere road, not worth it. There are troublemakers with too much time on their hands who do very little for the station except stir the pot. And she said, I'm sorry that she's making trouble. Um, and when I said, yeah, and I heard she was also in Randy Rhodes chat earlier. Uh, Randy Rhodes is on before me on Progressive Voices. Um, and I follow her. And those two days when she was trolling my chat room, apparently she was doing it to Randy's chat room as well. Go figure. Randy, um, we don't agree on a lot, but we are on the same page when it comes to the war. And then Marlena said, yes, she's been around for decades, a thorn in our side. And then she says, you may get repeat callers and may have to note their number so you can avoid the ones with an agenda. People like this go way back to the beginning. So I'm not one to, uh, oh, and, and here was Marlena's advice to me today. You, you know me well enough. She said, it's best to take a step back and think things through. As a friend, <laughs> sorry, as a friend, I would suggest doing nothing the next couple of days and focus on something entirely different. Then continue the podcast it's a live show, by the way, not a podcast. It gets podcast afterwards, but it's a live show that I do, not a podcast. Then continue the podcast and stay focused on the important work you do. So I haven't played any music today. I didn't start with a, a show. Yes, Milo was on here trying to bait you, Rick Smith, and everybody else in the chat room. So I will send out a, a little song to Mila. And although I, I know Marlena, it's not her fault. I know that she, um, she was the only reason I was going to have a show to begin with, but I don't like being lied to. So my response to that is, I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bum, bum. Shut the fuck up. 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 And with that, I'm done. Tomorrow's Thursday. I think Howie Klein will be back. And Friday, we'll have Marcy Wheeler. And I'm going to go see um, what kind of noise I can um, make because I don't, don't appreciate being belittled, being not trusted, being lied to and having the rug pulled out from under me. But most of all, you know what? You're fucking with my reputation, I have a 40-year-plus history in this industry. You have people who've never been on the air a day that you trust with the license, but you don't trust me? I got one more song. Um... See you tomorrow, everyone. Peace out.